On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk about season three, episode 11, and the sexy legend of the Chipolope. And the truth behind Pig in a Poke. Let's do this. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. week's episode of devil's trap podcast we're going to talk about season three episode 11 mystery spot i'm diana i'm liz hey we're here we're here we have survived half of the holiday season yes christmas has been a success overall i think we have passed yule we have passed winter solstice we have passed christmas next we've passed boxing day and we did, we did pass boxing day which lush had 50 percent off all their christmas shit so hopefully like yeah that was good yes. I've, I've i spent so much money on sales this week <laughs> i have not it's been weird and i want to so i do have one shopping excursion i may take myself on or i might find fun stuff in the stockyards we'll see um but yeah we're uh Counting down to the new year. Uh, I think that uh, I won't get philosophical. I think everybody thought that going into 2022, things would be a lot fucking different than they were going into 2021. And we were all fucking wrong, but that's okay. No, no, no. I actually thought they weren't going to be. I thought it was oh, still okay. going to be a shit show. And I was proven right. There fucking you go. shit show. It's so, so but we're still here and it's going to be all right. And maybe 22 will be better. And if not, 23. It's not, I have drugs and booze. So whatever. That too. That too. But yeah, so how have you been? What are you up to? Um, I have been fine. Uh, My work is technically on hiatus for the holidays. So have been trying to catch up on sleep. Um, That's been really good. I don't know. I'm fucking up my sleep schedule real bad because I'm sleeping until like 930 every day, which is just my natural body. That's what my body wants to wake up. And so I think work should just like, let me, I mean, I guess probably I could. Yeah. I'm going to be working on Pacific coast time from now on, but (laughs) that's just when I like to wake up. So I, it's been great. Uh, so I've been doing that. And uh, I, next is, you know, the planned reorganization of the house, which is, Ooh. that's half the reason why I wanted to rest up because I'm attacking, like, I've got for my other podcast, I have all new equipment I need to set up, oh, which yes. is actually hilarious because it matches all Diana's podcast equipment. So mm. we'll sound exactly the same, mm. but so now I have like twice as much gear and on top of all my other crafting and stuff. So it's time to do a full on house, reorg. like reorg, including um, the closet of shame. Oh. The closet of shame is going to get taken care of. And it's always scary to open up that door and be like, what the fuck did I decide to throw in here? Because usually that closet, it's the hall linen closet. I just open it up, shove things in and then shove the door closed really fast. So the cat can't get lost in there because um, I think it goes to Narnia. I mean, 
Narnia or maybe Fillory. I'm not sure yet, but you know, one of those, <laughs> one of those places you can get to through my closet. So, um, yeah, so being mainly domestic, uh, we went out and did some ghost hunting on Sunday in the town of Bartlett. And that was fascinating. Um, Really, just from a historical standpoint, I wish there was more information. I started scrolling through. They've digitized. So Bartlett is a small town north of Austin, probably about 20 minutes north of Austin, uh, was built in the 1800s. And so for those of you who haven't been to a lot of Texas, like small towns, we all have town squares. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. my town that I live in has one, like the town I went to college in had one. And so pretty much it was, you know, there was your courthouse, here's your bank, here is your hanging tree, you know, like all those things are in the middle of the town. So in this town of Bartlett, I think somebody bought up that entire square and they're revamping the whole thing. So they have like basically gutted like half of the buildings there. So we were able to go into all of these different buildings, including the bank where they shot the Newton boys and uh, huh, some other bank robbery film. I don't know what the other one was. I just remember not Newton boys because McConaughey and I wanted the ghost of Matthew McConaughey to be there, even though he's alive. <laughs> like I just want like a ghost to be like, all right, all right, all right. And I'd be like, cool ghost. Um, but this town is apparently full of ghost Native Americans. Like people have seen all sorts of like those people um, just apparitions of them everywhere. Um, there's also ghost cats that they have seen, which may explain why I woke up on on Sunday morning or Monday morning with a strange scratch across my face. That was ever done, almost done, ever done by my cat, myself, or, or, or ghost the ghost cat. cat. I think a ghost cat followed me home. Anya needed a friend, so she has one. Um, I took my Ovulus and my EMF reader with me as I went through uh, EMF. I got some hits on, nothing like too crazy. Did get some fun things on the Ovulus, like geek. Um, I don't know why ghosts like to taunt me, but um, they called me a geek, or maybe they were just calling somebody else a geek. Um, a lot of times when the guy that I was with uh, entered the room, my ovulus would just light up and say threat. So I don't know what that means for him. <laughs> but um, apparently they don't like him. <laughs> but I like him fine. But the ghosts don't. So I don't know. It, it was a good time. Uh, lots of people was done by um, the Austin uh, Ghost Society. Sorry, guys. I know <laughs> Austin Haunted. Something. I know the people who do this also lead ghost hunts uh, through Austin proper. So you can go to like the Driscoll and other places like that to go meet their ghosties. Uh, so it was a, a, an interesting way to spend an evening. Um, and also just really cool to be in. I just like old Texas buildings. So it was yeah. nice just to go, you know, kind of wander around place to place and just kind of, you know, get the vibe of the town. And, yeah, sometimes just the history of the buildings is really cool, even if you don't get to see ghosties, right? Yeah, and so the people who are leading the hunt, and they're still doing a lot, they're, they're doing a lot of investigations into it, but I was like kind of reading through some of the newspapers that have been scanned in, because they had, that town had their own newspaper until like the 60s, I think. Um, but they've digitized a lot of them. And of course I found the one that was like, the first Klan meeting in Bartlett was held. So I can tell you that happened in 1922. Uh, there was a Klan meeting that was held at mm-hmm. somebody's farm and thousands of people came. And that was just in the paper. It was like, hey, Ku Klux Klan's meeting. They met, mm-hmm. yay, Texas. 
Woo! So some of our history kind of sucks, but you know, at the same time, it's still part of our history and it's interesting to know that that shit happened. So anyways, that's the town of Bartlett. And beyond that, I don't know if I've really, uh, I feel like I've done other things, but that's the main thing I've done this week. Well, what about you, saw, you? You did, you did, you did the holiday stuff, but yep. that's, that's something. So yeah, uh, no, we've been uh, doing uh, lots of holiday things. Um, and um and yeah, that's about it. I mean, like lots of holiday celebrations, seeing lots of family and friends of family. And uh, then my uh, brother is in town, which is super exciting. He's he's, he's in the Navy and, in him Navy. And, his, and his new wife are visiting us, which is super exciting. So um, uh, yeah, that's, that's really all we got going on to enjoying both of us having some time off as well and doing like family activities and that's about it here got my uh my fancy uh sparkly new year's eve nails done and uh ready for you know some a little bit of downtime and a little bit of fun time before i have to like get back to real life after the holidays and we are officially now as we just discussed before we started our show today um going to be at the uh supernatural convention put on by creation entertainment in Plano, Texas, just outside of Dallas at the end of January. So hopefully we'll see some of you there. Yep. Come find us. We'll be the ones in the obnoxious matching velour tracksuits. You'll find us. Exactly. We're pretty, we, we stand out. Um, also, just look for the really tall women and the really short women next to each other. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's usually it. Tall, tall chick, short chick. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's hot that's, chicks. That's, Two really tall, hot. Tall, yeah, very hot. Super you see some babes hot. and you're just like, Smoking. oh, clearly. Yeah. The the hottest women at the convention, that'll be us. So uh, <laughs> and by that I just mean I sweat a lot. Uh, uh so what are you what are you what are you drinking today? Uh I'm I'm super lame right now because we're gonna go eat Mexican food in a little while. Um so uh, I'm drinking some Pellegrino. I'm just trying to hydrate, <laughs> man. There's been a lot of a lot of heavy meals and a lot of alcohol in my system, like for the last like five days straight so that's what that is very much understandable i am drinking because it's four o'clock now so day drinking is fine no. um so i am drinking um something from a texas brewery uh browsers valley and it's called seven spanish angels and it's a cold brew coffee ale it's delicious also there is a I don't Texas native woman. I'm not sure of which which affiliation she is, but she's holding a shotgun on the front of the can. And so <laughs> yeah. cool to, like I'm, sure, I'm showing you, Diana. If you look up, you can see that I the see it. I see okay. the seven Spanish angels with yeah. the shotgun. I like yeah. it. She also looks like one of the Katrina dolls I have that is holding a shotgun and a baby. Let me see it again. So. Let me see it again. Show me. She looks like a Katrina doll if they may have been like sketched by one of the artists on King of the Hill. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's her eyes are a little wonky, but I'm not going to judge her artistry on this. Oh, you guys oh, did a great oh, job. Art, art, yeah, no, I'm just saying it reminded me of a King of the Hill sketch. That's, that's all, not in a bad yeah. way. Yep. Yeah, they said we use chocolate Good. brown and biscuit malts with light sea hops, then blend with Independence Cold Brew pecan coffee. And Independence Cold Brew is a really good coffee too, so I recommend that cold brew. I like that it says good time and beer on it too. Good, that was time, a good time and beer. And, beer. and then if I finish that, I do have a Fort Worth beer on standby because mm. I just don't want to run Mar out. Is it Martin House Brewing by chance? It is a Martin House Brewing, Ooh. and it is a cream rich ale, and then it's got some cookies on the front of it. So I'm actually pretty oh. excited about that. So, oh, okay. All right. 
Well, here we go. Let's talk about uh, the mystery spot. Liz has been very excited about this episode. So this is a great episode. It was a very fun episode. Um, so this was Mystery Spot. It was this episode uh, 11 of season three. This first aired on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was directed by Kim Manners. Uh, the teleplay was by Jeremy Carver, but also the story had Emily McLaughlin as a second credit on it. And she's, uh, according to uh, Supernatural Wiki, that she had been with, with Supernatural since... 1.01 pilot as a writer's production assistant, showrunner's assistant, a writer's assistant since the beginning beginning of season two, and a story editor since the beginning of season three. But when I looked at her IMDb, like she didn't have any credits after 2011. So what happened to Emily? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where did Emily go? Um, I tried doing some like did some OSINT on her to kind of find anything. But I do want to give um there's also Obviously, everybody loves the the people who do the show love this episode too. Um, I want to do a quick story about this episode from the Supernatural official official companion. So, All right. um, so Padalecki and Ackles had a different kind of unreal experience on the set of Mystery Spot when the crew pranked them. Jared and Jensen are both from Texas, and I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin, noted production designer Jerry Wanick. There was a big Cowboys versus Packers football game, so while they were shooting, I put Packers memorabilia all over their trailers, including life-size Brett Favre posters. I even got the caterer in on it and had him make Wisconsin bratwurst for lunch. The boys were shooting at this auto place. They were inside, and I had the AD ask them some stupid questions just to distract them. When Kim Manners yelled action, everybody on the crew put on a Brett Favre mask and a, and a Packers helmet. So as Jared and Jensen came out the door, they saw 75 Brett Favre staring at them. The boys had a great sense of humor, so they just went along with it, and they had fun. That night, I watched the game in Jensen's trailer, and Dallas killed Green Bay, so the boys got their revenge. And- <laughs> The other thing I thought was really funny was that uh, Richard Spate, my my, my baby, uh-huh. um, he said, so he was, it was like, their trailers are side by side. And I couldn't remember who was in the, the game. So I go to Jared's trailer and knock. I heard some sort of noise, which I thought was come in. So I opened the door and took two, two steps in. And instead of seeing Jared and Jensen, I see two flipping giant dogs. I don't know what breed, but clearly they can bite my face off. I look at them <gasps> and they look at me and then they perk up. I soil myself and run like a bat out of hell closing the door right as they leap off the couch toward me so in the boys attempt to welcome me into their circle and watch the football game i almost got killed by breaking and entering into jared's trailer i was so embarrassed i've never told jared this story so it'll be news to him that's hilarious yeah lots of fun things about this episode um uh-huh. that we can get into so uh let's just just start off um and one of the things too i think was also interesting and we can talk about this at the end was this was the final show that was um it was shot the last to shoot right before the writer's strike uh-huh. so we're going to see this obviously the season shorter and i've mentioned that before yeah. because of that but they filmed it after the the one that comes next and so padalecki okay. thought that he thought this could actually be like a series or a season finale for the show because right like everybody stopped working and they're just like well yeah. this could be it like and they didn't know what was going to happen or who was going to come back so this that was interesting so yeah. all right so <clears throat> if you are not a fan of uh heat of the moment by asia you this will episode be. <laughs> will be very upsetting to you uh, 
<laughs> just in case uh, anybody hadn't already figured that out. Uh, but yeah, so um, this episode kicks off with Dean waking Sam up to Heat of the Moment by Asia on the radio. And Dean is like tying his boots and he is rocking out, lip syncing. And uh, and Sam is not happy about the song. And he said, if he hears the song again, he's going to kill himself, which is poor, poor Sam on that. Um, and, yeah, I think this uh, is also where we get, I think this is the first time we see Jensen's uh, patented arm like point, finger pointing finger points point, i don't know what we call point, this pointing move. lip sync it's, yeah. the, it's the rock it's the rock and roll point and and lip sync uh and then we got the guys in the bathroom together while one is gar- dean is very obnoxiously gargling and sam is very distressed with the nasty ass toothpaste tube and, and the only reason i'm going to note some of these um the details and i'm not going to obviously if you're listening you probably watch the fucking episode but i'm going to detail them because i think that you know we see them come back through yeah. this episode and that's why which, i'm talking about now you know as, and then i'm not going to detail them every fucking time because then we'd be here for you know four hours we're still going to be here for four hours as we got a lot of shit to talk about yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so but this yeah, bathroom but- is fucking amazing mm-hmm. there's fucking flamingos everywhere yeah. yeah there are and it's amazing and i want it I want this bathroom. Okay, we can make it happen. We'll get you a flamingo bathroom to go with your flamingos that are outside. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so the guys go to breakfast and um, there's like, you see a series of events and these reoccur throughout the episode. You've got an older gentleman paying to leave. You've got the waitress forcing a guy who looks like he potentially could be homeless, but he's just trying to like loiter at the, um, at the, at the diner bar um, pay for coffee so that he continue to stay. You get Dean gets excited about ordering a pig and a poke, which is their special of the day on Tuesdays and uh, acknowledging they didn't really know what the fuck it is. And okay, then, so I'm going to, I'm going to stop. What's a pig and a poke? Do you know? I fuck, no, I didn't look it up. I figured you would. Okay. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> so, but it's also <laughs> on the supernatural wiki. Yeah. So they said uh, pig and a poke is a sausage dish usually served for breakfast. It also refers to an expression in which buying a pig in a poke is to buy something sight unseen. It usually refers to devious salesmen who offer to sell a customer a pig, but instead gave them a cat in a box or a bag. I don't know why a cat or a box, but basically um, it's a pancake wrapped around a sausage. So that is a pig in a poke. It's just a piece of sausage with a pancake wrapped around it, which also sounds pretty good right now. (laughs) But... And we'll also laugh throughout this. So he gets a pig in the poke at this with a side of bacon. Bacon. So yes. uh, yeah. And then later also it gets even funnier. But it's something like so you're getting pork sausage with a side of of pork, pork. belly. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not mad at it. Not but, not mad at it. I'm judging yeah. a little, but I may have done we're similar yeah. things before. It's okay. Yeah. And so, also on the placemats in the diner, which I don't know if you saw them, there's an image of a groundhog on it. And oh, uh, yeah, oh, and it's a children children's coloring contest to yeah. win a bicycle. And everyone in the supernatural art department colored their own groundhog hog, and they have a collage of them on on the wall. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, they start talking about why they're in this town, and it's they're in this they're on a small job while they're still while they're waiting to track down Bella because they haven't been able to find her after she sold fucking Colt from the last episode. And they're there because Professor Dexter Hasselbeck vanished while he was passing through town. But the last place that they knew he was trying to go check out was called the Broward County Mystery Spot. It's a, where the laws of physics have no meaning. And as their food's getting delivered, the waitress drops their hot sauce and it breaks all over the floor. And it looked kind of like Shalula, but it wasn't Shalula. It was like shaped like it and it had the wooden lid, but I couldn't tell what it was. 
Is somebody faking Cholula? It looks like fake Cholula. So, so we, yeah, so we cut to them leaving breakfast and they're talking about this mystery spot being a tourist trap. Dean's just like these fucking places. He just hates it. But as they're walking, you see like there's a couple of distinct things that occur in this episode or in this scene. As they're walking by, there's a dog tied up to a um, a bike rack and it's barking at them. And then this blonde chick bumps into um, uh, Dean and they say, excuse me. And there's these two guys that cannot get this fucking desk through this doorway to movers trying to load this giant desk through a very small doorway unsuccessfully. So while they're Dean and Sam continue to talk while they're walking here, Sam's like, look, there, there are weird locations. There's a Bermuda Triangle, places where magnetic fields bend space and time and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so- and Dean makes a good X-Files crack about all this too. So, and Sam says, you know, actually says lore. So and they said lore I ca- a couple times this episode. And they've yeah. been, like the last one I caught it too. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our own lore because let's talk oh. about mystery spots. Why not? Because that, they're talking about it. Let's talk All about right. it. There we go. All right. So thankfully, um, and in the supernatural companion they list about like i don't know there's like 20 different mystery spots they list um i'm going mainly off of a list from mental floss um that i'm working off of and they had a list uh joel arnold put together 10 magnetic hills gravity roads and mystery spots and i'm just going to talk about the mystery spots uh magnetic hills and gravity roads we can get to on another day um because i really want to delve into uh the gravity hill that is the haunted railroad tracks in san antonio so I'm, I'm pocketing those for later uh, okay. but so according to mr arnold mystery houses are essentially rooms or houses that are built on slants of at least 20 degrees engineered so that a person standing in the space orients themselves to the slanted room and not to the ground and then visual cues counter um to help you know convince you and disorient you so trees and windows will be placed on a slant and they'll demonstrate the phenomenon by like having balls roll up the floor or chairs yeah. on the halfway of the wall that was like one of my favorite things to go to at six flags there was a crazy house like that yeah, everyone loves them. Yeah. So we're gonna start off with number their number one, which is probably the one that people most know about, which is the Santa Cruz mystery spot. And this is located in Santa Cruz, California. Shocking, you know. Um, so this they are open 365 days a year. So parking is five dollars per vehicle, and you can pay with cash or check. I just want you. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the, the check things just, just trick me on this. And then, like, if you choose to buy tickets and pay for parking at the door, they only accept cash or check. Credit cards are not accepted for these purchases. However, there is an ATM in the gift shop, so you know that. So um, they lead two to five tours per hour, and tickets can be purchased some up to two hours in advance. So um, at the door, there are $8 that is payable by cash or check only. Um However, they usually do sell out during the holidays and on weekends, so they buy, buy tickets in advance. And their tours start at really stupid times, aka tomorrow for us on December 29th. You can take a tour that starts at 10:48 a.m. and ends at 11:33 a.m. You're that's, quirky. That's really yeah. annoying. 
That's really annoying. I get, I get it. You're quirky. Um, they do offer free admission to active military duty, okay. um, presenting current military ID and ticket purchase. If you purchase advanced tickets, you can present your ID to, to get your discount, but it is not a point of family members or retired personnel. So sorry, Diana, you've got to pay $8. Um, also, alcoholic beverages of any kind are not allowed on mystery spot property. So we will never be going there. No, All right, the, no. the mystery, so this mystery spot is a gravitational anomaly located in the Redwood Forest just outside of Santa Cruz, California. It's a circular area of effect around 150 feet in diameter. And within the mystery spot, you will be stunned as your perceptions of the laws of physics and gravity are questioned. But don't take our word for it. Come decide for yourself. It was, this mystery spot was discovered in 1939 by a group of surveyors and opened to the public in 1940. And according to their website, some speculate that cones of metal were secretly brought here and buried in our Earth as guidance systems for their spacecraft. Oh, yeah, aliens. So some think that, in fact, the spacecraft itself is buried deep within the ground. Other theories include carbon dioxide permeating from the Earth, a hole in the ozone layer, a magma vortex, the highest dielectric, dielectric biocosmic radiation known anywhere in the world and radiesthesia. Whatever the cause is, it remains a mystery. Uh, so we visit the mystery spot. You can see the cabin leaning downhill. When you walk inside, there are six different demonstrations that show the gravitational anomaly. You can lean over at an acute angle to the floor without falling. A pool ball seemingly rolls uphill despite being on a level surface. And you and your friend can stand in one location and be one height, but switch completely and change sizes despite being on level ground. And you'll see this in a lot of the mystery spots where they'll have like people standing up and like they'll put like wooden planks on your head. So like you could see like, like if you and I were standing, like I could, it could appear, but I was taller than you. Ooh, that'd be fun. That is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And according to this blogger, Josh, um, he didn't have a last name, so just Josh. Um, the highlight of the trip is walking into the main house where the 17 degree angle starts to play with the brain. You can climb tables, hang from the wall, and walk up the stairs. All of these things designed to mess with your mind, and they do provide some fun Instagram pictures. They also have a snack shack where you can get burgers, nachos, a full vegetarian menu, and also a side of brown rice for a dollar. Now, I don't understand what the fuck the brown rice is for, you guess because it's California? <laughs> like, I was like, like is... what are you doing with that? Like, I don't like I want a side of brown rice with my vegan hot dog. Like, I, I... why? Why do you want I mean, brown like, rice? I, I like rice. It just doesn't make sense. I with love brown else. rice. Yeah. But I'm like nachos and brown rice. <laughs> like, I just do you need your you need your carbs? I don't know. Um, but you do get a free bumper sticker when you leave. So that's probably why you see more of those, which is a really good advertising thing for them. So Good, okay. good on you. All right. The second one is the St. Ignatius uh, Mystery Spot, and that is located in St. Ignatius, Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, which I also kind of... Uh, so when they talk about the Bermuda Triangle in this episode, in Michigan, we have our own Bermuda Triangle up in Michigan. So maybe one Ooh. day we can talk about that. But Ooh. So this place was founded in the 1950s. It was voted Michigan's number one unusual attraction by the readers of Michigan Living and Magazine, from, put out by AAA. So you will experience optical contradictions and physical sensations that are hard to believe. These phenomenal happenings can be photographed. It's a barrel of fun for the entire family. See for yourself why most of our 2 million visitors return year after year. We have ample car and trailer parking and clean restrooms. 
besides that's a guide yep there's a lot to Bes be said for that <laughs> yeah besides a guided tour is the world famous mystery spot we also have two great zip lines a human maze and a custom designed 18 hole putt putt golf course i don't understand why the human is in front of the maze like what other kind of maze like is it a rat maze like what the fuck like yeah i mean but human maze also sounds like it's made of humans <laughs> Like that, what is it like the human centipede? Is that the, the, the yeah. you think of? Is that, you think of the human maze? Or just like a bunch of people, like we're like, go left. No, you don't know, go right. But um, they do have a unique gift shop offering souvenirs found nowhere else in the world. Ooh. Don't forget to check out our brand new mystery spot souvenir photo booth just outside the gift shop. So you can take a guided tour of the mystery spot for $7 if you're 5 to 11. And uh, if you're 12 and up, it's $9. And you can ask about their zipline voucher worth $5 off the original price. Under kids under five are free. Um, and you can go to the human maze for only $2. If you just want to go to the human maze, that is just two dollars all right um number three oh. is the cosmos mystery area and this is located in rapid city south dakota i have been in this area there is not shit to do there so i understand why people are going to this place all right it was discovered in 1952 by two college boys looking for a place to build a summer cabin they decided to set up shop at an old house where they felt the most off balance and at the gift shop you can buy the famous crooked cosmos shock glass um, this one, once you enter the Cosmo mystery area, all laws of nature and physics appear to be suspended. Water flows uphill. Tall people appeal shorter than their smaller friends. And what appears to be measured level is not. Proceed further into the mystery house and you have a chance to walk up a wall, be mysteriously pulled sideways when hanging perfectly straight from a rafter and experience some other awesome physical forces and demonstrations that can only be seen at the Cosmos mystery area or the 9,000 other mystery spots in America. Uh, so this one, it's free under five, children, six bucks, adults, you got to pay $12. So this is one of the pricier ones. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're proud of their they're proud of their mystery they're proud ship. of their mystery spot um number four is confusion hill this is located <laughs> whoa, in <laughs> whoa well i mean i feel like i've been there <laughs> yeah i think i just drank a lot and that was how i ended up on confusion hill um, <laughs> yeah uh, okay. Um, so Confusion Hill is in Piercy, California. It was built by George Hudson in 1949. After World War II, George was intrigued with the idea of finding his own special place, similar to the Oregon Vortex and the Santa Cruz Mystery Spot. He believed that there were more than just a few places in nature that defied its own laws. And shockingly, once you're in the gravity house, you will experience optical contradictions and odd physical sensations that are truly confusing and bring capital letters confusing um but it's only five, it's Sorry. only five dollars for adults to get in uh, yeah four to twelve uh, is four dollars under three three years old and under are free i don't know what okay. happens if you're between three and four um but this is also the home of the rare they're not allowed they're not allowed <laughs> this is the home of the rare chipalope it's half chipmunk half antelope and apparently this came to be what? yes there was a magical accident that combined two happy male and female antelope and chipmunk couples chester the first as the male was called gained self-awareness and realizing how rare he is decides to hide away from humansville humans view except perhaps on dewey morns at confusion hill so we can go see so also it sounds like they were swingers so we had 
We had a chipmunk couple and an antelope couple, and they switched partners. And that is how the chipmunk was made. I I don't want to like put this mental picture in anybody else's head, but of a chipmunk of chipmunk like, and an antelope. I feel like there's some logistical challenges going on here, but you know, there, the antelope could not have fucked the chipmunk. I mean, the chipmunk could have backed itself up and. It just I mean, would have been really painful. I mean, maybe that's why they only talk about Chester. Maybe she died. <laughs> she was impaled by antelope pain and, and, and oh. never made. Death by antelope pain. Oh my God. Uh, All right. So yeah. All right. And so uh two more. Um, so we've got mystery hole. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> so oh, mystery well. hole. And I love this one. This is in Anstead, West Virginia. Okay. There we go. Uh, it features a gorilla statue on its roof, a Volkswagen Beetle sticking out of a wall, and a series of slanted underground rooms. Unfortunately, it is closed for the season, so if you're going to go, you've got to break in. Not condoning uh, breaking and entering, but if you're Sam and Dean, you do that all the time. So, uh, According to their website, this mystery hole thing seems to affect different people in w- different ways, depending on whether they cling to the new style education or stray to the plain old C- CHS, Common Horse Sense Method. We have noticed that the highly educated folks do ask more questions than the lesser educated ones do. This is the weirdest like selling like pitch for a place I've ever heard. But it's also West Virginia. So this is how There's I interpret this. a lot of colleges this. in West Virginia. Yeah. These crazy liberals with their with their high finagle educations oh, are going to ask gosh. a lot of questions. Those of you who are from the common horse sense land, you know, you didn't go to no fancy college. You're going to ask less questions. It's, it's just all right, then. Yeah, so this one's $8 to 12 and up, $7 if you're 11 and under. Um, You have to be accompanied by an adult. No infants allowed on the tour. So no babies. That's the selling point. All right. right. On on, on their rule, uh, tour rule, so one, no electronic devices of any kind, so no phones, cameras, recorders, et cetera. No large purses or backpacks, no drink or food, no firearms. You cannot bring your gun into the mystery hole. But what if something comes out of the mystery hole and attacks you? Well, you're fucked because you also can't have any pets. So you're just by yourself without your gun, without your dog. Dog. You're just there. You versus no no giant purse. You're fine. No giant purse. Uh, So it does also come with a warning. So once you take this 10 minute journey, you may not be able to contain yourself in the usual manner or refrain from making comments such as it made my day. I just love it, or it stops my headache. <laughs> what a their marketing firm is. This is amazing. One lady said it changed her husband from an old grouch to a nice, sweet person. And some have even complained that the admission price is too low and insisted on giving a tip. The one thing they all agree on is it's different. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone once said that the, just the thought of seeing the mystery hole often caused them to feel strange and hyperactive. All right. So the last, that's amazing. And that is actually, I mean, like as much as we're like walking, I'm like, this is like, it's 
I hope that they're in on the joke when they pick those quotes. That's all I know. I oh. really do. I like, hope someone like epic. this happened last. Okay, so the last real one that we're going to talk about is the Oregon Vortex. It's the one that's mentioned in the episode. Mm-hmm. And this is in Gold Hill, Oregon. It's been open to the public since 1930. It is a spherical field of force, half above the ground and half below the ground. The word vortex simply means a whirlpool of force, like a whirling mass of water, especially one in which a force of suction operate such as a whirlpool or a whirling mass of air or one in the form of a visible column or spiral such as a tornado whatever that means okay Hmm. so um so again as another person on a level platform receives from you towards magnetic south they appear taller when they approach you coming towards magnetic north they become shorter and of course balls roll uphill brooms stand on their own yeah. Uh, this house of mystery itself was originally an assay office, which I don't know what that means. And I didn't look it up. A-S-S-A-Y. Um, I just guess they sell assays there. And it was later used for tool storage. It was built by the old gray Eagle Mining Company in 1904. And it says on their own, this is based on their website, not me, um, that this goes back to the time of Native Americans. Their horses have not come into the affected area. So they wouldn't. The Native Americans call the area the forbidden ground, a place to be shunned. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, all right. So on this place, you can bring in still cameras. Uh, no motion video or audio recorders are allowed due to copyright issues. Huh. huh. So, they, so they, they copyrighted physics. Noted. They copyrighted physics. It's open 9.30 to 3 p.m. seven days a week. Advanced reservations are available at least three days in advance via our Eventbrite page. But I went to that Eventbrite page and it was uh, not, there was nothing there. It just said the event had ended. Hmm. They also offer private reservations year round. A private reservation includes an hour long private tour and time to look around the area afterwards. Private tours are $25 and include up to 20 admissions. I think that's a pretty good price. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Not listed on Mental Floss's list, I was really surprised, was the Springfield Mystery Spot, which was on season two, episode 17 of The Simpsons. And so, like, going back to, like, classic Simpsons, right? yeah. everything was real good. And so, on that one, the motto of the Mystery Spot is where logic takes a holiday and all laws of nature are meaningless. In keeping with that, when Ozzy Smith entered the shack out of curiosity, he was immediately sent into a mysterious and seemingly never-ending free fall through empty space. Even more sinister was the manner in which the owner of the shack merely chuckled when he heard Smith screaming as he fell. So, what are these things? What does science say? Uh, so, science. So, according to how the Great Depression gave birth to gravity-defying mystery sites on Science ABC, basically, the house or any place where you see such gravity-defying events is built on an inclination. The inclination of the house is not obvious to the visitor. In fact, it's generally remarkably well camouflaged, making it look like a normal upright house. The construction of such a house on a slope is an ideal step towards creating a mystery place. Yeah. Parts of the floor can be concealed by burying or covering it with regular objects in a household. Uh, They deliberately place physically distorted objects throughout the house to reinforce your perception of normality or make you believe you're standing on perfectly flat ground. And the basic idea is to make landscape alterations with the help of architectural tweaks that distort your perception and your own orientation. So basically, someone's just fucking with your head. Yeah, it is. 
shockingly it's, it's, um, it's an optical illusion because it's built on a edge or an incline yeah so I mean, it doesn't make it not fun but no there's still really fun you know that sound it sounds like a fun day you get to go climb a wall and like hang from yeah. a rafter and go sideways like I, I, I don't think that i mean i guess i was i don't think anyone actually thinks aliens buried shit but yeah i guess people probably yeah. do yeah. um but yeah, yeah I mean, there there are dozens of these throughout the country like yeah. so there's probably a mystery spot near you i looked up wonder world which is you know in san marcus where i went to undergrad because i was like didn't i thought wonder world had one i think they did at like some point but i didn't yeah. see it on their website no. Yeah, I think, I, like think six, I think they have like a like a vanishing hole or something like that. But they've been like you will see these in like uh touring uh touring carnivals and things like okay. that. You know, they're they're everywhere, but the, yeah, so those are the mystery spots. So now we're gonna go to the mystery spot in this episode. Yes. Yeah, which is amazing. So they're in the mystery spot after hours. They come through and it's this fucking rad hallway that's painted with this neon spiral, neon green and black spiral, and I love it. Anyways, I was very excited about the hallway. Uh, yeah. So, and just in general, they're in this mystery spot. Like, I'm sure you were freaking out and you're like, I want this shit in my house. There's like a, you know, like octopus tentacles coming from the ceiling and a shark's head above, like on the wall, like mounted, like a fake one, obviously. And, uh, but then you get like, of course, the stuff like you talked about on this, there's tables mounted to ceilings, there's furniture kind of like hanging around about on walls. It's just kind of like, it's all topsy turvy. Hmm. So um, Sam's trying to get some readings and it's just, he's like, not, I don't even know what I'm looking for and I'm not getting anything. And uh, then uh, the guy, the proprietor of the mystery spot sneaks up on them with a shotgun and asks what they're doing. And um, he thinks they're, he's being robbed. And Dean's like, no, no, I'm just gonna put my gun down. We're not, we're not robbing you. It's not like that. And he's putting his gun down and this guy's a little, this proprietor's a little squirrely and the fucking shotgun goes off and he shoots Dean in the fucking chest. And Sam tells the guy to call 911. The guy's like, I didn't mean to. And Dean closes his eyes and dies in Sam's arms. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, was like, yeah. So Dean's dead. <laughs> Dean dead. And we cut. And then the next scene, we are back to Sam wakes up to Asia's uh, heart of the heat of the moment playing again. And I'm like, oh, fuck, is this a Groundhog Day thing? Because I already went there. I already went there. So uh, same. they have the same conversation. They have the same gargling experience. But Dean kind of was like asking Sam if he's all right. And Sam thinks he just had a weird fucking dream. But so we go through all the same sequences at the breakfast. And Sam is just completely thrown off by this. Obviously, it's fucking freaky. And so he didn't even order any food um because he remembers he, he didn't remember anything and dean's like well is it just deja vu and sam's like no we're living i think we're living the same day again this is not good and uh then he saves the hot sauce it's kind of like his little showing that he definitely remembered things so <clears throat> sam's like no yesterday and today are both tuesday but dean didn't have that experience dean isn't going through the same thing that sam is so he's like maybe it's one of your premonitions he's like no it's too vivid for that and, um, but he doesn't, but he notab notably leaves out that Dean died. So um, anyway, so he's like, you know what? Well, we're just going to avoid the whole problem. We'll just go to the mystery spot again, but we'll go now during business hours when there's a lot of people around instead of going after closing. So as they are walking um, to go to the mystery spot now, Dean steps out in front of Sam and gets hit by a fucking car driven by the <laughs> old guy that was checking out at the, at the diner and like flips like, <laughs> like 
Like, it was like a huge, like, it was just like very dramatic. It's like a cartwheeling through the air, like spin around and lands on the ground. And he did. He did. So once again, Sam gets woken up to Asia and uh, they have their whole sequence of lip sync, gargle, pig in a poke. All of that happens again. And Sam tells Dean that I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm in a time loop. It's like Groundhog Day. This is fucked. And like, he's very, very upset. Yeah. And Dean is again says like, Dingo ate my baby crazy, which I did have to point out to my friend. So do you know, like, I just, this is random Liz knowledge that she knows. Uh, so Dingo ate my baby, which has been in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, a Dingo actually ate somebody's baby. And there is this whole thing because there was a trial for this for a woman in Australia who was camping and a Dingo ate her baby. And they didn't and- believe her, right? And they didn't believe her. And yeah. then so eventually, like, it took, like, like 12 years of, like, court trials. And they finally found the bones of the kid. And they're like, oh, shit, dingo ate the baby. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, we didn't mean to accuse you of murdering your child. <laughs> but, Oopsies. Yeah. But that also led to Oz's band name in Buffy. So we're good with it. All right. So Sam is catching the hot sauce again. And he's just not happy about it. No, he is getting very, very, he's de- very not entertained by this whole thing. And he's like, there's gotta be some other explanation. And Sam's like, no, you die every time. You died twice. And uh, you've got to believe me that this is bonkers. Something weird's happening. And so he tells him about getting, you know, blown away, about getting hit by a car. And Dean just wants to know if it looked cool, like in the movies when he got hit by the car. And it did, I'm, you know, to be fair. Yeah, but Sam also says that you peed yourself. Yes, and he's like, but 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 Dean justifies it because like, well, duh, like obviously if you're getting hit by a car, you don't have control of your, you know. I mean, I pee myself when I sneeze, so I'm like, yeah, of course you pee yourself, but um, so so they do go to the mystery spot, but this time they're interviewing the proprietor and pretending to be from the press, and he's like, and this guy, you know, he's they did like a very like cliche like kind of slimy like looking guy for this role. Um, but he's like, no, my family has been hiding the secrets of the mystery spot for years and you should take a tour and blah, blah, blah. But then they start asking about the missing professor that they're in the town to fucking find anyways. And the guy gets like real dodgy. And he's like, look, I, I bought this place at foreclosure <laughs> like, last, like last March. And yeah. And so, and, uh, Sam's getting a little aggressive. So Dean has to pull him out of there, but yeah uh dean's like look obviously this is just the tourist trap that we thought it was this whatever's happening has nothing to do with that place but sam's like no no this there's something i need an explanation for what's going on and dean's like well simple enough we just keep me from dying to stop the loop duh of course that's what you do and then he's walking down the street and in classic cartoon fashion very cartoonish and by the way my husband was not in the room while i was watching most of this episode he was doing something else and he walked in and like, sat down and then the scene happened he's like what <laughs> so in the giant desk that the that the dummies couldn't get through the door to the building they were apparently trying to suspend it and lift it up to the second floor of this building they were trying to get it into through a window and it fell and all you got is Dane's legs, like Wizard of Oz style, hanging out. <laughs> At least like the toes didn't curl. Yeah. So that's the heat of the moment. And now we're going to the diner and Sam is holding again. Gave him the and- whole catch up and De- of, of what's happening. And Dean's like, but why? And Sam still thought it was the mystery loop, but now he's like, or the mystery spot. But now he's like, well, maybe it wasn't. And he's like, well, once again, we should just try to keep me alive. 
And so Dean orders, instead of getting the pig in a poke with a side of bacon, he's like, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change things up today. So he gets pig in a poke and a side of sausage and promptly chokes and dies on a piece of sausage. Yeah, I think probably, he just should have had a heart attack. <laughs> like, like, I think that would have just been like, oh, no, I tried to eat more sausage and now my heart's just giving out. I'm also like, just kind of was like, hold on. Like, you're going to tell me these guys do all this crazy shit, but they don't know how to do the Heimlich maneuver on each other. I'm just saying. No, he died really fast. So I don't know. Yeah. He, he just cho- he yeah. choked to death on a giant meat stick. All right. He does the moment. He does the moment. And Dean's showering. They're not going to go to breakfast, but Dean slips in the shower and dies. Yep. Heat of the moment. All right. <laughs> and so they're eating tacos at the in the motel room. Mm, tacos. I'm, I'm yep. getting good crispy tacos tonight. I'm very excited. Well, actually, so, I, yeah, I keep. I was intending to stop by the store and get taco shells on the way home, but I was running errands, so I will be ordering uh, Instacart to bring me taco shells so I can make tacos. Okay. Um, tacos. Yep. But Dean asks if the tacos taste funny. <laughs> the scene cuts out, so I guess he got food poisoning. And heat of the moment. And yep. then Dean's trying to shave with an electric razor and electrocutes himself. Heat of the moment. <laughs> so yeah. So they go back to the mystery spot. Sam is very like Sam's gotta be like Sam is obviously losing his shit. Yeah, I'm just saying at this point. And uh, Dean's got the uh, proprietor tied up with a bunch of duct tape while Sam is aggressively using an ax to tear into all the walls of the mystery spot because he's back to the theory that somehow this is all coming from there. And Sam is just fucking losing his shit. He's like, maybe we should wrap it up. Keep keep torn this place up. We're we're good. And so goes to try to get the ax from Sam and they fight over the ax. And then there's blood splatter and Dean's dead again. Heat of the moment again. <laughs> and they're at breakfast. But as they're walking in, Sam steals the old man's keys that's checking out, the one that hits Dean in the first or second death scene. <clears throat> he tells um, uh, the waitress that she needs to log her hours at the archery range because she's a terrible shot. So now we know there was another Dean death that we didn't see. <laughs> that that yep. Doris killed him at the archery. Why were you at the archery range? Oh, I guess. Whoa, whoa. Where did Doris have an arrow? Like, how did this happen? I don't know. So the implication, though, is obviously there's a lot more Tuesdays that we're not seeing. Um, and he uh, he tries to explain the time loop to, to Dean again. He's just very grumpy about it. Apparently, he says at this point, this is his hundredth Tuesday in a row. So, and nothing ever changes. No. And Sam's quoting Dean as he speaks and Dean's trying to like make him say insulting things about himself, which he does. And it's whatever. No. So we actually, what he said was, you think you're being funny, but you're really being childish. Sam Winchester wears makeup. Sam Winchester cries his way through sex. Sam Winchester keeps a ruler by the bed. And every morning when he wakes up, he, and that's when they finally stop. Yeah. Um, so, and then Sam's just like spilling all the town secrets, cashier skimming, the judge, dresses up in a bunny suit the homeless guy is going to rob a place like just he's been like he's lived this so many times he knows everything that's going to happen to all these people that are sitting in this diner um and then he's watched dean die every way you know and he's torn down burned down the mystery spot all these things and he can't stop it he's like you die i wake up and then it's tuesday again that's a fucked up type of torture by the way it really it's also like I mean, like you'd think like, oh, well, you get a day with him every day at least. And you know, you're getting another day. But at some point, that's just really torturous. Just waiting for it all the time. Anyways, so we, you know, they go outside and they're walking and um, 
<clears throat> well, when the chick bumps into Dean, like she does every day, Dean's like, hey, have I ever hit on her? Uh, and and uh, and Sam's like, no, no. He's like, all right. So Dean goes and does Dean thing. Well, he didn't ask if he hit on her. He just says, have we ever talked to her? Well, <laughs> so, but to be fair, we just read it as Dan. He, yeah, okay. But it's Dean. So, and Dean comes back. He's like, 100 Tuesdays. And you never checked what she had in her hands because she was carrying some papers. It's a flyer for the missing guy. It's his daughter. So now they've got another lead basically on the whole reason they're there, which was this professor that went missing. And then Dean goes to pet the dog that barks him every day. And all of a sudden he, there's some growling and Dean's dead again. Yeah, that's like golden retriever. Like that's <laughs> pretty like, that's like pretty how, fun. like you, a golden retriever kills you. Like how, uh, is that even, okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. at the moment and yeah. um, back at the diner, back at the diner. And so now Sam's had enough time to do a bunch of research on the professor. He apparently, he was also a, uh, bit of a blogger journalist and wrote about all the touristy mystery spots and debunked them all and just talked shit on them on the internet yeah he called himself the truth warrior and they're like he must have waited time because he was so full of himself anybody who calls himself a truth warrior yeah you know so but that leads to some interesting conclusions well um you know, Sam doesn't really go into explain. You don't really see him explain to Dean the Groundhog Day thing going on. But um, you know, at this point, Dean's laughing and he's like, "Oh, this guy shits on mystery spots, and then he disappears, looking into one, and makes the just desserts comment." So Sam pauses and he's kind of looking, and there's a guy that has been at the diner every day and was just not really no, just this guy that's there every day and he's had maple syrup every day. But one day, this one day, he's got strawberry syrup. It stands out. And he's like, Sam goes, nothing ever changes except me. Wake up to Asia. Once again. Well, and then I was like, he because I was like, hey, we wake up to Asia. So we're just assuming that Dean died somewhere, but they just like missed that part. They just like immediately skipped that death. So, like, either because I have a question mark here because I'm like, either Dean died where it was him realizing it that there was probably a trickster involved that had it reset so i'm not sure like i think you can interpret that either way i think you can i lean towards the death because i feel like they kind of like just at some point just kind of like stopped doing the deaths and you know because they'd done so many with we know there was the hundred that we didn't see or whatever we saw you know but that was how i read it but i did notice i was like nothing ever like nothing really happens here it just kind of he wakes up again um so I, obviously Sam has explained to Dean what's going on and Dean's like, well, are you like almost some kind of like a God here? And that's where Sam's like, you just eat your food. And he's watching the guy that's sitting at the counter and the guy has maple syrup again today, back to his normal. So they follow him out and they grab him. And Sam's got his uh, demon blade to the guy's throat. No, it's and- a steak. It's a steak. Oh, it, it's a steak. Cause it looked like a yeah. plague. So it was no, it's a, it's a steak. Steaks are what kill tricksters. Oh, that's right. It was a steak. You're right. But it looked like it was just a weird steak to me. That's okay. So he's like, he's like going after pompous jerks and giving them just desserts. That's a trickster thing to do. Ha ha ha. And the trickster looked like, no, 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 it's not me. And then they changes into the trickster, which loves. It's just me. Yeah. And then my notes say about chicken. Bow, wow. Oh, oh, all right. So we got Richard back. So yeah, the mystery mystery spot has been revealed. It is all the work of the trickster. Yes. 
So, and Sam's like, why are you doing this to me? And and Dean, he's like, I'm only doing it to you, number one, but you tried to kill me. So it's pretty fucking fair. Like, fuck you guys kind of attitude. <laughs> and that, um, and then the professor said, uh, the professor didn't believe in wormholes. So uh, the trickster dropped him into one. Which is, <laughs> you know. So, and uh, Sam asks if he's having fun killing Dean. And George is like, yeah, that's fun. But really the joke's on you. You can't save your brother no matter what. And that's his whole point because he's talking about also about just the future of Dean's future death and con you know and going to hell too so he's like uh look I'll end it and you can wake up Wednesday whatever if y'all like stop coming after me or whatever and then Sam's like no I'm gonna go ahead and fucking kill you now and they wake up and uh he snaps it's not heat of the moment it's anymore not. now it's back in time by Huey Lewis in the news back in time yeah and it's Wednesday. So it is Wednesday now. And so, now Sam loves Huey Lewis. Yeah. And so Sam's like, yep, let's get the fuck out of town. We get a good shot of Trunk while Dean's loading the car. Team Trunk! Hi, Trunk! But what we also get here is the guy who gotten who was like didn't have a lot of money to buy um, coffee um, is standing there with a fucking gun. So... What does he do? Tries to rob Dean and shoots him. Son of a bitch. That is really what my notes say in, in large letters. Son of a bitch. I was a little bit, I was like, oh no, I got a little upset. But then like they did like, they really went for it with the squirting blood out of his chest. <laughs> they really went for it. I mean, they get like, if you have like a wound, like in a heart, it can like squirt, like with the heartbeat. How many but times was, are you going to say squirt? I'm say it one more time, but they really went for it. I'm just saying. I was like, geez. So, but what happened? Unfortunately, Sam runs out and he's waiting to fall asleep and wake up, but he doesn't. Dean's actually fucking dead. Holy shit. He did. He did. So we cut to six months later. There's kind of like um, a lot of like a montage showing that Sam's traveling and it's Sam driving and he's obviously, Sam's working solo. Um, you get voicemail from Bobby looking for him and he hasn't talked to Bobby in three months at this point. And basically he's just like hunting demons especially and, and tricksters specifically and then just like killing everything in his path. Um, and like they show him like cleaning a bullet wound in his own like body and like in a motel room. It was kind of hot. I liked it. Um, yeah. I was just like Sam operating himself is ridiculously hot, and I don't know why, but it just I mean, is. it was fairly impressive. Um, and uh, Bobby leaves another voicemail about him looking for the trickster and how worried he is. And um, you know, it's kind of like he kind of like was like really weirdly keeping up with his motel room. I noted it because I thought it was weird. I'm like, he's like perfectly making his motel bed. I'm like, why? But and he had his murder wall going. Yeah. Um, also, um, also one of Bobby's voicemail, um, he was like that vampire nest in Austin. Hell oh, yeah. of a job. So Sam took out a vampire nest in Austin. <laughs> and then on another, vamp, the last voicemail get, we get from Bobby, he says that he found the trickster. And so Sam goes to meet Bobby at the mystery spot that they, that this all kind of started in and Bobby's there. He's like, this is the last place we knew that he worked magic. So we should, it makes sense to summon him from here, but we need a gallon of fresh blood and we can only do this ritual tonight because it won't happen again for another 50 years. So this all sounds very odd at this point. So Sam's yeah. like, all right, I'll go get some fucking blood then. They're like, even though taking a gallon of blood will bleed someone dry and kill them. I don't know if it'll bleed them dry, but it would be enough to kill somebody. 
Like give more than a gallon of blood. I don't, I don't know how much blood we have in us. We have more than a gallon of blood, but that would kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but you're not, not bleeding them dry, but it would be enough to kill them. Yes. Uh, you're not insane. You are insanuating the, the word insanguination. Exsanguination. Exsang- Exsanguination. A, a vampire person should be able to say this. But all right. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And so, and there's a lot of things to be read into. And as we get into the further things of what's really happening here, yeah. But it's what if this is Sam acting and how much of this is Sam really just being like, nah, I'll fucking kill somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's ready to. I think he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna kill somebody. Like, I'm, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get my brother back. And Bobby's like, man, this breaks my heart. You're gonna be able to fucking murder an innocent person. This isn't you. And that basically I tricked you into meeting me and um, because I just wanted to get you out of this loop and make you realize that, you know, this isn't like, you can't just obsess on this kind of a thing, right? That's, that's kind of the spiel. Bobby's trying to save Sam from himself and his own vendetta by making him meet there and making him find his humanity again by not killing an innocent person to try to bring his brother back. So Bobby's like, but fuck it. I'd love to get life. Kill me. Take my blood. Do, do it. If it's that important to you, you're the closest thing I have to family. Let's do it. Oh my God. I was very upset at this point. And I'm like, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. It's very upsetting. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so- that's a very upsetting scene. <laughs> And so like, Bob, yeah, Dean, and you need him. So yeah, you need Dean yep. to just kill me. And he kneels down and says to make it quick. And Sam stakes him. So at some point, Sam figured out that this isn't Bobby. But there is a delay here for the record. And like the body falls, and you're like, "Fuck!" fuck. <laughs> he just killed Bobby. Oh shit! What the fuck? And then it waits, waits. Oh, okay, never mind. It wasn't Bobby. The body disappears. Ha ha ha. So, and then the trickster appears and he's like, look, uh, yeah, Dean is actually dead and he is, in, he's in hell. So sorry, this isn't like your wake up time again. No, he's and not only in hell. He's doing the hellfire rumba. The hellfire rumba. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, this is, you know, I, and well, I obviously we'll talk more about this, but just the fact that fuck like these so six months dean really died he's been in hell this is one kind of a pre-telling of what's going to happen you know if even if we don't like assuming that you know this is everything's gonna be fine we're gonna be yeah. like this is what's gonna happen to sam yeah when dean dies yeah it's pretty much it right yeah. um and you know according to the trickster you know it's just like i am trying to tell teach you that the way you guys are trying to save each other constantly it's not healthy it is not a healthy way to be and you know you are travis bickle in a skirt pal and which i love a taxi driver reference yeah watch that later i haven't watched it all the time um but yeah it's he's got to give up on his obsession with saving dean that's what he says specifically too yeah but there is part of me that's also like, why do you care so much? Well, I thought kind of what the interesting, I think there was, an, he alluded to why he cared. And I thought, I thought that that was just interesting. I think that he's involved in like, he has a, a, some kind of an interest in the war that's supposedly coming because he's saying, look, Dean's your weakness and bad guys know it too. So he's kind of trying, like it's as much as it's a fucked up, like horrible thing to do in a way, it seems like he's trying to help train Sam to be stronger. I don't know. It's really fucked up still though. 
Yeah, we're not clear. Like, why? Why do you care? Like, beyond yeah. like, you normally just care about just desserts, right? You normally just here to yeah. fuck with people, and now like you've been fucking with Sam for like a long time, right? And so like you have been like because there was a hundred Tuesdays. Yeah. Now we have six months of this, yeah. so. And we think about timeline of Sam's life, which also has to be completely fucked up at this point. Like how like- This is nine, this is over nine months. Like nine months of this shit of watching your brother die repeatedly, then your brother being dead, then you turning into a psycho asshole. Like, you know, just- and yeah. Sam went dark, right? And oh yeah, he you went super, he was super, completely super dark. shut down. You could tell he was like completely emotionally shut down. That was what the character. I, I felt that's what they were going for with the character. Just like that's it. It was wild. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. So <clears throat> Sam's like begging though to, for this to just go, let him go back to the Wednesday. Just let him go back. And he's like, and the trickster said this. Step, he says this stopped being fun months ago. And he snaps his fingers and Sam wakes up in the motel to Huey fucking Lewis. And it's Dean. Dean's there and it's Wednesday. And uh, so Sam hugs Dean and Dean asks how many Tuesdays he had. Thought that was an interesting little yep. aside. So, cause he remembers that there was a wax, a wax that, that Sam was all whacked out about like a Tuesday thing. And then, um, so there we go. Yep. And he just asked, he, Sam just, just blows it off to Dean. Was like, I just had a really weird dream. And Dean responds back again with clowns or midgets. <laughs> that is apparently his response to weird. Uh, he won't, yeah, he won't let Dean go out to the parking lot by himself. Then he follows him out and he turns out the light and they close. And that's how we end the episode. And so before we go digging into it, so this is the ways, according to Supernatural Wiki, that we know Dean died on Tuesday. All right, shot at the mystery spot, run over, crashed by a falling desk, chokes on a sausage, slips in the shower, poisoned by a taco, electrocuted by his razor. I forgot to bring this up. Who has a razor that plugs into the wall? That seems like the worst idea that was ever created. Um, I know they existed. Yeah, I guess they are now like cordless, but that just seems really stupid um all right so uh accidentally killed with an axe shot with an arrow by doris the waitress and mauled by a golden retriever and on wednesday he was shot in the hotel parking lot by cal so those are the ways that we know at least that he died so that's already quite a long list but it is it is yeah, yeah i no, think i was I, I went through a roller coaster like you you were like this is a fun episode and i was like at first, I'm like, this is really fucking stressful. Like, okay, now it's kind of fun. No, it's fine. Back to fucking stressful. <laughs> it was, but overall, it was really good. It was just funny. I was like, it was, well, it's it, it, both, it's right? And so it's yeah. obviously yeah. it's least stressful for me because I've seen it. Uh, but I think they do such a great job of telling this storyline of Sam wrestling with the loss of Dean in a humorous yeah. way, right? So we got like it's because it was fucking hilarious. Like you know, up until the six month part, yeah. Yeah, up until the end, but, but I mean, they're dealing with a very heavy oh, subject sure. and you're just like, you're able to watch it and not be like, like emotionally like torn upset. apart. Oh, yeah. no, no. Yeah. You were, it was definitely an, inter- it made it entertaining. You're always like, what's going to happen next? Or some great one-liners. Like, even if it was, even there were throwaway ones that were just like related to that exact scene. And then it was done. Like the, the taco, does this taste funny? Like that was fucking funny. Cause you knew it was going to yeah. happen. Like, I mean, it was entertaining. And then, uh, and, and they did a good job with that. You're right. Absolutely agree. 
it was it made it interesting but but you're right the other piece of it that really carries so we got the fun which they're really good at doing the comedy when they're on it i think like the lines are good and then like the you know even the physical comedy in this one was pretty good as far as like the you know sam catching the hot sauce every time that was kind of funny too after a while even though it was probably not to his character but it was entertaining and then like to you know dean flipping over the fucking car <laughs> to the to the um you know the cartoon style desk falling like there was good yeah. physical humor in here but also like you said like it gets really really heavy thinking about like yeah sam is a it, it's the trickster it's a great point that that dean th- these brothers are each other's weaknesses right they're always sacrificing for each other not that they shouldn't, not that they shouldn't want to, but sometimes they might do things without thinking of following consequences, but really calls that out. And then also just thinking about like the time, like, damn, that is like a fucked up type of torture to like watch your sibling or that you're, that you're like, that's your best friend in the world die every fucking day for a hundred days in a row. Cause then, and then you see him the next day and it's like, well, you don't mourn. You don't know when this is going to end. You don't know if they're not going to come back next time. You don't know. Cause you're trapped in this thing. It's just very, it's very like intense to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's intense things to think about, but it's also really, I think to me where it gets heavy is the six months where he was dead. Oh yeah. yeah. And is this the prediction of how dark side is Sam going to go? go. If this is inevitable, like everyone keeps saying, we cannot get out of this. Yeah. Is this going to happen to Sam? Is he going to turn into this super? And he was, he's already been going kind of dark side, right? We've we've seen this development. Darker, a little bit more emotionally withdrawn and just kind of like more, I don't know, not, not as empathetic of a, of a character as he used to be. Harder, I guess he's getting harder. Yeah. yeah. And then to go that, like that, and then think about like, man, imagine like you would have gone through like the initial portions of grief, but also living in denial and then it all get undone. Like, is there, th- is there, that's gotta fuck with, that? is there enough I, therapy for that? I don't think there is. I think that's why you just, I mean, they both drink. obviously have needs. <laughs> And then they, they both so need, hard. like, I don't want to be either of their therapists, yeah. but yeah, I know there, there is that too. Like, how do you deal like from Sam's perspective? And I think we'll see this kind of run through supernatural over and over again. If you are in a world where human rules of life and death are not finite, right. that there are ways around it. Do you ever accept a death or do mm-hmm. you all, or do you always try and fight it? Ooh, and then there's a whole thing you know then you get into just general concepts of mortality and uh, like and and like like i was saying like grief and like all these other things and then do you ever actually process things Ugh. oh my God. well i clearly say i process nothing he just he was just like hunt kill hunt kill yeah hunt, you know? kill, stop to find the trickster hunt kill find the trickster and that's it yeah yep yeah, so Sam is not healthy. Um, he's not wrong. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Were we? Did we ever think that either of these young men had? Yeah, neither. Um... Neither of them are healthy. They have no <laughs> way of dealing with emotions in a healthy way. Not that I do, because I'm firmly of the shove everything down and then drink about it later. But you know, it's yeah. I, but I, I, like I said, I, I really enjoy this episode. I'm, I'm no, glad that you you liked it, even though it was stressful. Um, but it's. <laughs> I think especially like, you know, in 
in seasons like this where things get really dark, it's, oh, yeah. I'm glad that they are throwing, we get these humor things mixed in with there, right? And I think that's really why I, I love the show. So anything like else? It. That's all I got. All right. Well, happy new year to everybody. Uh, this will be coming out right before then, but uh, if you maybe listen to it, but everyone have a happy new year. May 2022 shine like a brilliant gem and not like the pile of crap that 2021 was. Although technically I had a great 2021, even with all the madness that went in it, I still had a good year. And I hope you did too. And yeah. with that, I will say cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, so you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.